0: yes this is the big sports brekkie great to have your company this morning benway alongside laurie daly and michael clark big half hour coming up adrian bott We've talked at length already this morning about the quality of the two-year-olds in that stable, but there's quality across every age group. I can't wait to pick his brain ahead of the racing coming up this weekend and, of course, over the next few weeks as we steam into the autumn. Gerard Daffy is on a little bit later. We'll run through all of the latest markets with TAB. And later on in the hour, we've got nine-time Paralympic gold medalist Louise Savage and Luke Brooks, the Manly 5'8", will join us as well. So, so much still to come on the big sports break. You keep the text coming through. Hey Loza, I'm with you regarding the Rabbits. The roster is one of the best we've had in recent years. Everyone staying fit and healthy is the key. They will win the comp. Get on now. Cheers, Sean from Penrith. In terms of Olympic moments, memorable Olympic moments as we bring on a Paralympic champion a little bit later on. The techs are flooding in regarding those mentions. Greg Laganis, who had AIDS, hit his head on the diving board. It was a huge story at the time. Of course, he competed and I think won medals in 84 and 88. But you're right, in the mid-80s, that was an absolutely huge discussion. You guys were asking for sports where, essentially, you can sit back, hope for a little bit of bad luck, and steam over the top. Horse racing's been suggested by many. I referenced motorsport. And this one did come through as well. Chaz Mostert won Bathurst on the last lap after Wincup ran out of fuel on Conroe Strait. He started the race last. Didn't lead a lap all day. Mm. A real
1: Bradbury moment. Yeah, just, uh, but, but, yeah, but that, that would have been a bit of luck, him running out of um, petrol, obviously. But going into the race, we're talking about. Going into a sporting event. What are the sports? You go in with your tactic being, I'm just going to sit back and wait and just... Have a bit of luck along the way. Like, there's not many sports you can think of. Well, it's
0: certainly not the uh, operandi of this stable. The Waterhouse and Bot stable prefer the opposite
2: tactic. Mm. Go
0: to the front and just remove all luck from the equation. If you're good enough, you win. Adrian Bot, a very good morning to you. How are
2: you? Hey, hey, good morning, guys.
0: Good to have you on. Uh, Stormboy has been a big discussion point the past 24 hours in regards to who's going to be sitting on for the slipper. A trial is one thing, but most are reading the writing on the wall and thinking, right, James McDonald on for a trial. That probably means he's on board for the slipper. But you have options, he has options, and either way you've got a live chance, haven't you?
2: Yeah, certainly. Um, yeah, looking forward to seeing him. He's, he's having his um, first trial this morning out at, out at Rose Hill. So um, good to see him back off the back of the Magic Millions. Uh, that'll be his only lead up uh, towards the skyline in, in two and a half weeks. So um, James McDonald will ride him in, in the skyline. Um, in terms of the slipper booking, um, nothing's been made there yet. Like you said, everyone's sort of got a, a, a few options there. But James will get a good feel for him um, this morning and then obviously in the skyline stakes and then we can, uh, everyone can sort of get together again and sort of make a few decisions off the back of that.
0: Are you likely to have multiple runners in the skyline? I'm just thinking along the lines for a, a read on who Hippo might get now if he's not on Stormboy for the slipper. Any thoughts?
2: Yeah, there's um, a couple of potential horses that may go there. Um, uh, Prost could be one. A node could be another. Um, we'll probably likely have a couple of horses. Um, there's a, we've got a few that are sort of qualified and, and now just sort of need to have what's the right lead-up for them going into the race. So, um, you know, a few of them will land on, on, on that weekend. Um, Adam's picked up a, uh, the ride on Lady of Camelot for us uh, down in the Blue Diamond. Um, she's one of the favourites uh, for the race there. So um, he had a bit to do with her before going to the race. He just couldn't make the weight in the wind. So hopefully that's sort of a nice um, sort of consolation there for him. Um, yeah, she's got to be a great chance in, in, in that type of race. But yeah, obviously a few other Colts and, and a few other... Um, options at, at, at home for him that um, should hopefully make itself clear over the next two to three weeks.
1: Well, you've got an outstanding bunch of two-year-olds, uh, Adrian. Is is there one that's the standout for you? Oh, look, sort of taking, um,
2: taking Storm Boy out of the equation, um, I'm looking forward to seeing a horse uh, called Espionage return to the races. He, he won the won the breeders uh, beating uh, Prost and Straight Charge and you know, a few others. In, in, in the race that have you know all all since come out and won and, and we haven't seen him haven't seen him since that race he was specifically put away with a with a good break in mind trying to get him ready for the, for the Golden Slipper going through the through the traditional path of the the Silver Slipper and Todman so I still think he's a, a very talented colt um, and can't wait to see him him back and see how he comes into calculations off the back of the Silver Slipper.
0: Mm, I like hearing that. The other name I wanted to throw at you was Shangri-La Express who correct me if I'm wrong but I, I got the impression as an early two year old, this may have even been close to your number one seed so aiming for three straight, the Coolmore Piero plate up against a very handy one in Switzerland but where do you sort of rate Shangri-La Express?
2: Yeah, well, it's certainly going to give us a, a good line this weekend particularly against a, a horse like Switzerland who's High up in the market It was pretty impressive on debut um, I, I will say he's got some good improvement Coming out of this race Shangri-La Express um, yeah, we're, 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 I, I think he's going to be better suited or, or capable of going going Deeper into the campaign Through races like the Size And, and the Champagne So we're still quite away you know, Away from where his ultimate goals Are going to be So I, I do see some improvement um, but obviously, his record there um, in his first campaign was was certainly very impressive.
1: What about Excel? Indeed, is in the same race. How will he go? Uh, we've got him in
2: Friday night as well. Um, most likely going to going to go to Friday. Um, yep. He he ran in a maiden there um, a fortnight ago and was just just um, beaten on the line. I, I think stepping up to twelve hundred and having had that experience at the track. Um, I think he'll be very hard to beat Friday night if we if we went that way. Um, but a, a horse with some good upside and he should improve over a bit further later in the campaign. And Autumn
0: Ballet in the light fingers?
2: Yeah, she's come up really well. Um, had a couple of nice trials. Been, been very pleased with her um, sort of track work at home. But going to be an interesting race. There's some um, horse with plenty of depth in, in, in that sort of Tis Invincible and learning to fly a few really sort of sharp sharp horses coming back, so... Not going to be easy task for her, but she does race well fresh
0: okay, venturing down south at Flemington, you
2: have pro former in the Talon dirt uh, not a bad effort there on on, on debut at Canberra. Um, you know the straight race is interesting to line up you know he hasn't had an experience down there before, but um, you know, I, I get the indication that he'll handle it uh, i I do think he's down there for a race like the race like the size, so once we can get him out slightly out of that 1400. Uh, that's where he's going to be best this Hopefully, it'll be a nice lead-up run for him. Mm.
1: This, a text message just came in. Can you please ask Adrian how Raf Attack is going?
2: Yeah, he's going. He's going well. Um, he's had two solid trials. Uh, he'll resume uh, Saturday week in the, uh, in the Hobartville. Uh, but one, just given his breeding, what we saw from him last campaign. Once he gets out to that sort of uh, mile to 2,000 metres, that's where he sort of comes into his own. And the orange
0: peeler wants to know about any nice two or three year old Russian revolutions. You got any in there?
2: Uh, we've got some nice ones coming through. Not necessarily this this crop, I don't think. One of Henry Field's Vassos we just turned out. I think he's a very nice Russian revolution. Um, from the older crop, Russian uh, sorry, um, Red Resistance, he's trialling today. He's three year old now, but uh, he was favourite for the for the slipper last year having to get scratched, but uh, we might see him pop up in a race like the Galaxy if, um, if all going well with him. So, yeah, um, has
0: he come up at all, Adrian, or yeah, too early I, to
2: know? No, I certainly think he has. I'll be, I'll be disappointed if he's not trialling well to, today. Um, he'll resume in, in, in the fireball, um, and yeah, I expect him to be nice and forward and ready to go there. And if that's the case, well, he'll push on to, to those types of races. But certainly feel he's right back where we want him and need him in this preparation.
0: Nice. For anyone who wants to get involved with the stable in ownership, how do they go about it?
2: Yeah, always contactable on on, on my number. Um, Sales team there as well. All the details are up on the website. Horses available. Um, Yeah, plenty of opportunities available.
0: Thanks for being generous with your time as always. See you on track on Saturday.
2: Uh, Look forward to it. Thanks, guys.
0: Yes, this is the Big Sports Breakfast. Jared Daffy joining us very shortly. Keep those Olympic fun facts coming through. Olympic fun facts discussion has kind of merged into a Stephen Bradbury fun facts. I've seen so many texts coming through and so many people who are huge fans have heard him speak before and can't wait to hear him on this channel. But one in particular from Brainy and Paddington. So these are some Stephen Bradbury facts. Was part of the short track speed skating team, which won Australia's first ever Winter Olympic medal. I think that was over 5,000 metres. That was in 1994. Uh, The 5,000 metres isn't mentioned there. So again, correct me if I'm wrong, but that does ring a bell. Saved several people from drowning on the Sunshine Coast a year or two ago. Has his own craft beer, Last Man Standing, which is brilliantly named. Mm. So keep those fun facts coming through. And yes... Uh, How can we forget the talented sire? A few people have referenced that. Bradbury's luck, Mm. who was very good on the track and has been very good Mm. off it as well. So lucky on and off the track, no doubt. also Thomas.
1: Sorry. Sorry, uh Benny Goat. You're right. No, I was
0: just go. gonna say Patria Thomas was a good shout as well. That one came mm. in from Peter saying there have been faster swimmers but none gutsier. It's amazing the Olympians that spring to your mind when you yeah. you start to cast
1: the microphone. Like I yesterday as well
3: our topic. Once someone sends the message in, it ring you go, Oh, hey, I remember that.
1: Yeah.
3: Oh no, Kieran Perkins win, that was unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. Lane eight.
1: I remember just, I remember watching didn't that qualify. It, it was on a it was on a Saturday, because I remember where I was. Mm. I was in the we were in the dressing sheds,
3: amazing
1: at Canberra Stadium, getting ready for training, and the race was on. And Tim Sheen said, "Stop and watch, stop and watch." I don't massive, know what time it was? was, but it was we were supposed to be out there training. He goes, "No, no, no, let's watch the race." So I we reckon all that era of television.
3: swimming was just huge in well, Australia. You knew, everyone. you knew everyone, yeah, male and female. Yep. Yeah.
1: Susie
0: O'Neill. Oh, yeah, still standing up there in media up in Queensland.
1: Hayley Lewis was another Hayley great Lewis. swimmer. Um, yeah, uh, Madam Battlefly, yeah. Susie O'Neill. Hacky. Grand Hackett, yeah. Right. They
0: did have an amazing crop, didn't they? Remarkable crop. Oh, uh, we need to get to Gerard Daffy. I'm sure he would happily sit here and reminisce on Australian swimming and Olympic front mm. for hours on end. But we do have some sports pressing. Uh, plenty of markets available with tabs. So... Jared, how about we start with a bit of basketball, NBA and NBL?
4: Morning, Ben. Some great memories there. Actually, one of the saddest memories uh, in my lifetime from the Olympics was Jane Saville. Yeah When she was DQ'd from that walk.
1: Yeah, yep, but Loz threw that one up yeah. a little bit I was bit there, Daft, that day. I was in yeah, the right. stadium, and like you find out what events are on, you know, because you, yeah. you buy tickets you get whatever day you get till you're going, and so we going to the Olympics, happy that we've got tickets and happy that we're going, but we're going, oh, walking. This will be interesting to see whether we get involved in it. And and I've got to say, I was heartbroken. Mm. Like yeah. walking, uh, not walking, when she was coming down that ranch, well, in the stadium though, <laughs> we're in the state, we were all up and about and seeing it on the big screen and then to be red paddled out. Oh, that was terrible! terrible and She was so emotional. The hard part too
0: is, and I, I'm going to use the wrong term here, but the, the stewards or the judges mm. who hold the paddles like up, the way he did it. they're interspersed across the track, but yeah. they may be kilometres apart. Yeah. So she may have been disqualified by... So she would have been disqualified by a person miles up the track, and yet... It's yeah. left until just yeah.
1: as you're, oh, you can man. smell it. He's hey, Daph, so what polished. about yeah, no how he didn't show any emotion at all? That bloke, he just put the no. paddle in front of her face. Yeah, you're out. Yeah, it was it just. Was like like he rude. Was it was salivated. like he was being rude.
4: <laughs> yeah. One day when we've got a, a bit more time, I've got a nice story leading up to those Olympics at Sydney regarding our daughter, but uh, it takes oh, a beautiful. few minutes. So. Oh,
1: well. We will have to ask you about that. I reckon, yeah. I reckon we. you've
0: got a minute yeah. and a half. Give it to us.
4: Okay. Uh, we lived in Alice Springs, obviously, in the Centibet days, and our daughter worked at, um, she was a casual worker, I think she was 16 or 17, at the casino, which was only around the corner from home. Anyway, um, we knew there was a shoot in Alice Springs for the uniforms, which was a big deal in those days. Anyway, she's gone to work uh, at 6 o'clock in the morning and, Linda got a phone call from the guy who runs the casino and said, um, the, the plane from Sydney with the women's basketball um, hasn't left and they're looking for a tall girl to uh, to go into the shoot. And our daughter, Lee, she's six foot three. And, and Herb Elliott saw her walking into the casino and he said, no she'll do. Oh so, so we had to sign all of these secret service stuffs and you can't do that. But she went out and I forget the four, but James Tonkin was one of them uh Diamond that the 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 shooter. Yeah, he Michael was there. Diamond, yep. Yeah. So so we don't say anything, so they go out and, and do the shoot and then, I don't know, five or six weeks later on the front page of every newspaper in Australia, the women's weekly and all that, and it's got here's the Olympic um the Olympic garb and it's got Michael Diamond, James Tonkin and I forget who else it was, and Lee Daffy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and and as an, an offshoot um, her well, belly hopefully she's s- got it framed No, nah, she she actually got a, a modeling contract out of it and wouldn't do it um, and yeah. uh, she her belly had offered Linda um, when she went out with her to do the shoot he said Look, we can't give you any money but we can give you four tickets to the opening ceremony unbeknownst to me until about a week later, Linda said, oh, we could have gone to the... I said, what? And she said, he offered us four tickets. I said, you idiot, where are they? (laughs) (laughs) She knocked them back because she said, I didn't think we could get there. Oh, no. Anyway, Lee Daffy, basketballer. I don't know know if she's played basketball (laughs) in her life. Superstar. Uh, Good Uh,
0: segue segue to the NBA and NBL, though.
4: Yeah, look, as is normally the case, Ben, on a Thursday, we've got a gazillion games on in the NBA. There's been a few moves. First of those, Orlando at home to the Knicks. Orlando 170 into 158. New York Knicks 245, a line of three points there. Uh, Memphis at home to Houston. Memphis 250 into 220. Houston at dollar seventy, a line of two points, and the two big games of the day are the last two. Utah at home to the Lakers. Utah pretty short, dollar forty-eight. The Lakers two seventy-five, a line of five points, and the Warriors at home to the Clippers. That should be a good clash. Golden State dollar sixty-five. The Clippers at two dollars thirty, that line three points, and we've got uh, an NBA match on tonight as well. Nothing in the market here. Illawarra, uh, they've improved out of sight the last few weeks. They're a dollar eighty-five in Perth at one ninety-five.
3: Daph, what about this Test match, Australia v South Africa in the
4: women's? Dollar forty Australia, Clarkie, okay. draw four twenty, and South Africa at eight dollars. And obviously this afternoon we've got the other one getting underway, India v England. India at dollar forty five, draw seven dollars, England at three eighty. And we'll put the first of the T Twenty internationals up next Wednesday, New Zealand v Australia, and the Kiwis outsiders there two thirty five, the Aussies one sixty.
1: Daph, do we bet on NRL trials?
4: Do we ever? Yeah, we've we got do. them all right. up. Yep. We've got them all up. Actually, I was keen to see uh, if there'd be any movement, and there hasn't really been since yesterday. The Bulldogs tonight, a dollar seventy. Um, we've got Melbourne two fifteen, a line of two and a half points there. Then, obviously, uh, with tomorrow night and the All Star match, which currently has the Indigenous All Stars at one sixty seven. Mary All-Stars at 220, a line of two and a half points. So the rest of those matches are up for the weekend, Loz. Now, quite clearly being trial matches, uh, we don't have all of the normal bet types yep. we had. We would have, but we've got around about 20 open on them all. So, yes, uh, they're up and running.
0: Okay, and supercars-wise, we've got betting well, open there.
4: Yeah, it's rather bizarre this, Ben. Uh, obviously, this week at uh, Bathurst is the first of, of the or the opening round for the year, but we haven't got that race up yet because i not 100% certain what the caper is. But um, we've put the market up to win it with a little asterisk there beside Brody Kostecki. Will Brown, the favourite, 350 at 375, Feeney, Brock Feeney, Brody Kostecki. And out to 550 Chaz Chaz Mostert, Cameron Waters at six, the rest are ten or better. So it's yet to be decided what's happening with Brody Kostecki, although he's not going around this week.
0: Okay, all eyes on that. Thanks, Staff. Have a good day. Thanks, guys. Great to have your company here on the Big Sports Breakfast Laurie Daly, Michael Clark, and Benway with you. Just a breaking story out of the States. There have been shots fired and several people hit in gunfire there. In the post-Super Bowl march, the street parade. And at this stage, the reports say between 8 and 10 people have been injured. No players are amongst those. My understanding at this very early stage is that it was shortly after the bus with the team has gone past. Um, But certainly we'll keep a a very close eye on that. From a sports side of things... terrible, Ben. From a sports side of things, I mean... This isn't sport. This is a news story. We probably will try to keep you updated because people will be interested, um, but we won't go into too much detail. As it's, We're literally watching the images right now. The, the police have been able to capture two people, both armed, um, but between eight and ten people injured. And, oh, America, with their... I don't want to get into their gun laws, but it's a mess over there at the moment. And this parade uh, certainly ending on a very sour note. And let's just hope no one's lost their lives over there. But several people shot in the Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl victory street rally. That's pretty tough to see, isn't it?
1: Yeah, most definitely. Uh, you don't expect that going to support your team. Um, and the city uh, got right behind um, the bo- their boys and, They were so proud of them winning that Super Bowl. But then to turn up and have that happen, um, yeah, hopefully it never happens out here in Australia. But, um, yeah, hopefully everyone's all right.
0: No, fingers crossed. Devastating.
1: Uh, We have
0: seen loads of suggestions coming through from our listeners in regards to sports where you sit back, wait for a little bit of carnage or trouble, and then launch
1: late. A few have
0: suggested racing. That's already been rebuked.
1: Mm. By laws, oh no, not rebuked, but uh, if you know what I mean, like the you are not waiting for them to fall. Fall, yeah, you are not. You are sitting back tactically. I understand it in in horse racing, um, but just when you get to an Olympics, you know, when you are out there competing, it'd be pretty hard, I reckon, just to say to someone, "Listen, just stay at the back."
0: What about surfing? Because the adrenaline's running. Craig suggested surfing, where you can sit back and wait for a bit of luck, the perfect wave. You might see them look to catch one that you mm. maybe don't think I'm is I'm probably ideal.
1: thinking more the, the the footy sports, but this one I don't mind. Soccer.
0: Parking the bus? Parking
1: the bus, yeah. Someone texted in about parking the bus, how they just... Playing for penalties? Playing for penalties, yeah. That's probably something that I discounted, but... Thinking about it yet? Yeah, they do. That um, was
0: from James at Wollongong. Yeah,
1: but it's, it's just sitting back, waiting for others to to lose rather than you win. That's I did all.
0: see a Beldonoro sent through a question. Can you ask Adrian about just fine? That was just after we'd finished chatting to Adrian that we got that through. On the line, so apologies there. I'll endeavour to do that. I usually chat to Adrian each Wednesday at the midweeks. So, assuming I do the same next week, if you're watching on STC, and usually they air. What's that?
1: (laughs) Assuming you're doing it next week. Never assume anything. Ben, I'm all over the place. You never assume anything. Well,
0: it depends whether the boss (laughs) whether the whether whether the boss Jared Middleton decides to have a a few more days off
3: or not. Have you spoken to him? About no. his procedure? No, and nor will I. Okay, it's. I mean, we're friends, Why, but mate? I... it's just you know checking in, making sure he's okay. Mm.
0: No, a I will check in. From what I'll, I heard, I will check in to mm. see whether he's okay, okay, but I won't ask him in depth for one of a better phrase about the procedure mm. that he's mm. he's had to take. Hey, I did a little bit of snooping in regards oh, to. As you do, <laughs> yes, I am a snooper, no doubt, but. I was having a little read oh about no. this race-walking judge. Oh, no. Yeah. In the James don't tell me he was incident. corrupt. Oh well, no, no, what I... No, he wasn't corrupt. Wrong. And I don't think you meant just to speculate on that sort of thing either, <laughs> for what it's worth. But well, where's he from? <laughs> anyway.
1: Oh, okay. Easy. Easy, Tiger. Well, if he's not an Australian. Well, he's not. What? A- he's overseas. How can he, yeah, well, he know I'm talking about him.
0: Because he had thirty-one years.
1: Oh, hang on. So you're saying Listen, you're in the clear? Wait, when, when hey. you're in court, you'll know. Yeah, but if he's, he's in El Salvador or somewhere, still defamation. He's, no he's where is. not going to hear about me. <laughs> why are you throwing El Salvador under the bus? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, he could be in Korea. I don't
3: care where he is. He's not going to hear about no, me. There's still defra- theres defamation in Korea as well. Yeah. Yeah, and anyway. the
0: price is a little bit heavier than it is here, too. Yeah, as long as I anyway, don't travel there. he has 30-odd years' experience. He's Italian, for what yeah. it's worth, but I can't He's see why Italian, that's of right? any real relevance. Well, i going
1: over to Italy Lam- later yeah, in the be, year. Be, be, be so that careful. judge was the best judge yeah. I've ever come across. Yeah.
0: Lamberto Varchi was his name. Lamberto and apparently, Varchi. the reason I bring it up is... You and Jared were suggesting that he, he gleefully lifted that paddle yeah, up. Yeah, he,
1: he looked like he enjoyed it.
0: According to this story from a few years ago in the Sydney Morning Herald, he was absolutely heartbroken to rip her Olympic dream away from her. He did so look that was, like There
3: it. you go, poor guy. Distraught. Just doing his yeah, job, you're mate. Gonna,
1: oh, I'm going to say that. He's just doing his job, though. Years later, I'm going to say, mate, Oh, I'm so to do I did that. It's
3: like the referee. The ref doesn't want to blow the whistle, but yeah. he has to. Yeah, she has exactly to. Right, what do it, you do? You just got to do your job. And the
0: it. integrity of the sport's mm. pivotal. It's a walking yeah. event. You can't yes. be running.
3: Yes, that's a good point.
0: Can't be lifting your feet. No, they're exactly d- right. What's the Come number on. one role of the judge in a walking
3: event? He's got to make sure that one foot's on the ground. One,
0: that they're walking.
1: Yeah.
0: So Tough yeah.
3: gig as well. You, I'd, I'd yeah. go cross-eyed yeah. looking that closely. You know what? He'd be more
0: responsible had he said, oh, no, you're the local hero. Through you go. Don't worry about it.
3: Depends. Us oh, Aussies did. would have high-fived him. Well, but we would have. But yeah, yeah. But yeah. So, so what did he I say? He was heartbroken.
1: Yeah, I get all that. I'd say I've the just, same thing.
0: I've just seen here apparently... You'd
3: say
1: the same thing if you did the wrong Apparently kid. he's
0: never penalised anyone from El Salvador. Oh, I've just seen him this. Oh, right.
1: see? <laughs> <laughs> <Mate>? Loz. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> uh, maybe
0: Louise Savage has yeah. a, a future, as a walking judge. She's done everything else. Of course... Uh, What an absolute superstar Paralympian Louise was and is now as a coach. And I can't wait to ask a little bit more about the New South Wales Institute of Sport, uh, where where she plays a a key role. But Louise, please save us. I mean, (laughs) walking judges around the country have just fallen apart. How are you?
5: I'm good. That's quite hilarious, me being a walking judge and I don't walk. Um,
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, probably not my best throw, in fairness. But, but you want to know, it's not actually pivotal to being the judge. Uh,
5: okay, I, fair enough.
0: I do remember uh, there was something very similar happen uh, About six years ago, I won't go into detail, but on Fox Sports I made a a similar faux pas in regards to a phrase that was walk a mile in their shoes and it wasn't my best intro there. But, hey, Louise, let's forget that part of it. From a coaching side of things, you must be so excited to see a couple of athletes preparing uh, for Paris. And with that in mind, I'm sure you get a bit jealous too. I mean, you had such a fantastic career, but at this time, I mean, the... Those sporting competitive juices must be flowing.
5: Um, yeah, definitely. I've had my time though, but it's um it's quite reward, rewarding being part of someone else's journey. Um I've got some guys over in Dubai at the moment and um got some results overnight and yeah, some great times and yeah, some qualifiers for, for Paris, so I couldn't be happier. It's it's so exciting.
3: Yeah, Louise, I think I asked this question to to all coaches. Certainly, if they've competed at the highest level, how different is it being in the coach's position rather than the athlete's position and and how hard is it I guess sometimes to bite your tongue
5: it's um, it's very
3: stressful. <laughs> <laughs>
5: um, I, I think, yeah, I, my first Paralympics as a coach was um, was very different to what it is now. Um, yeah. But, you know, you've just got to let go. As soon as you put them in the call room, it, that's it. There's nothing more you can do uh, except, you know, wait for the competition. And uh, I, I remember the marathon in, in Tokyo and, you know, it's a bloody long race. So yeah. you're waiting a long time to see that final, um, you know, 400 metres or so where, you know, I can could see um, another athlete gaining on Madison and I'm just like, oh, hang on, hang <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> on. Um, so it is very stressful and, you know, it, it's it's good though. Like it's it's so rewarding and it's so exciting to be part of it. And, and they know all the hard work that you put into yeah. it um, to make it happen. It's a, it's a massive team that, that goes behind the athletes and most most people just see the end result. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Is the control
3: hard to let go off? Because, I, I, like, even now when I watch – cricket, for example, uh, uh, like having no control over trying to help someone is is really difficult.
5: Yeah, and I used to feel like oh, I could get out there and I yeah, could do that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you feel the same way, but... Um... <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, no, I, I definitely know that I cannot do what they do now. Yeah. They're too bloody fast for me. But, um, but yeah, it, it is a little awkward sometimes just knowing that, you know, you just got to do a little bit more or just try and change a few things. But, um, you know, you've got to try and do that for the athlete. You've got to figure out how to get the, the most out of everybody and how they tick. And, yeah, I suppose that's just another challenge of coaching, isn't it?
1: How much has training changed, Louise, uh, you know, we, we see in all different sports how they evolve and you go through certain ways of, of training. What about in your sports?
5: Yeah, I suppose it's changed a lot since I raced. Um, technology plays a, a very big part in my sport with the equipment that we use, even from the chairs to the gloves to the technique. Um, everything's changed a little bit there. You know, we're now using 3D printed gloves. Um, you know, a lot of the technology in the wheels and things like that is, is different. Um, so that that changes a lot in my sport. Um, I also have a great team that I work with. Um, I'm very lucky, as you mentioned before, to work with the New South Wales Institute of Sport where, you know, I have so many different people with um, expertise that I can rely on, and to go to and really get their importance and see what they can bring to bring to the party, so to speak. So um, I do rely heavily on that, and challenge everybody to 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 bring something for me.
0: Um, just backing up to the the point that Clarkey raised in regards to coaching, if you've previously been an athlete, was there has there been a point where you've reflected on you know a blow up you might have had with a coach or or something where you thought, oh, for God's sake, just shut up. And now you're actually in the coaching position and you think, oh, that all makes a lot (laughs) more sense now.
5: Yeah, it's interesting. Um, I think I, I mean, I had personally, I had a few coaches in my career and I I think I took a lot of the good and the bad and the difference from them to shape how I wanted to be a, a coach. And I think you continuously learn the whole time. Like I think if you know, if you've, Decided that you you're done learning. I think you're you're crazy you're kind of learning all the time. You're changing, you're evolving, you're um, picking up so many different things from other coaches and situations along the way. And I think if you didn't do that, then I think you're, you're, you're crazy because there's there's so much more to learn and how, as you said, things change all the time. So you need to be able to be fluid and I'm a lot better than I used to be. I can tell you that now, I was a bit of a stick in the mud, but um, but no, I've definitely, you know, can see that we need to change and, and I think COVID taught that uh, with a lot of us, because you know we had to be able to change. We had to be able to like. I love a good plan. Don't get me wrong, mm. <laughs> but yeah, we we couldn't plan from week to week when you know we were training for for Tokyo. So so I think I I've learnt a lot along the way, and um, yeah, to see see what other coaches go through as well. So yeah, it's super interesting, and it's it's always a challenge. Yeah, Louisa, how do you get the balance now? Like,
3: where, where is uh, where are the the guys? preparation at at the moment does it because again it's different for all sports but does it ramp up or as you get closer to a major event does it actually back off training wise
5: um, I suppose it depends on the athlete and also the event that they're they're training for. Yeah, okay. um, like I, I have two podium athletes that I'll be coaching for Paralympics. Um, that's Reid McCracken, who's more a yeah. um, sprinter, and he's just actually done some fantastic times over in the UAE. Um, and Madison De Rosario, who's more a marathoner, so she's um, doing Tokyo in less than a couple of weeks mm-hmm. to the beginning of March, um, Tokyo Marathon, and then she'll continue on that. Season until you know, obviously, we get closer to the Paralympics, so it's very different. Um, you know, she has to keep her kilometres up, she has to keep her fitness up. Um, we can't really back off too much um, because obviously, the marathon's at the end of the game, so it's very different for each of them um, and, and our preparations going into it. So, yeah,
1: yeah, obviously, Louise, you, you don't want to put too much pressure on our athletes, but expectation wise, in particular, those two what are they internally
5: um i'd have to say i mean they're both podium athletes so i would say that they they have the potential to to be on that podium whether it's gold silver or bronze they definitely have that potential to be there in the mix they'll be in finals absolutely yep um but you know anything can happen on the day I mean you see with marathons all the time you just do not give up because you do not know what's going to happen um and that's proved correct so many times these days but um but yeah I think definitely you know both of them I would say could be in the mix 100% and you know I think they're at that standard where yeah they can definitely show that they can win a medal.
0: Louise, because the Olympics are at the forefront of our mind and so too the Paralympics, we've been asking our our listeners for memorable moments throughout the the course of the morning. They didn't necessarily need to be uh, good stories, maybe interesting, fun facts, those sorts of things. Your name came up with some saying, well, you're the only athlete, Olympic, Paralympic, whatever you like, winning at a sprint distance, middle distance, and then at a marathon distance as well. I don't think it really occurred to me until today how ridiculous that feat is so that's the equivalent to Usain Bolt going out and winning the marathon as well as you know a 5k it's just do you reflect upon it now and just think that was pure madness
5: um it's because a lot of wheelchair athletes will do multiple distances um, and it's quite common in our sport um, you'll see some of the guys doing an 800 but then back up for a marathon so and and be quite successful at both and it's just phenomenal um, it's probably even happening more now than it than it ever has so um, just the amount of fitness and speed and endurance that these athletes have got is just phenomenal um, so yeah, it's it's quite common now actually. But um but yeah, I mean when I think about it I I started off in the sprints in my first two games and and then I suppose I went to the longer stuff um and just loved it. It was a different way of training and it was it was a lot more fun. I could do a lot more road races around the world and um yeah, and getting on those um getting on the on the marathon circuit as well. And that that has changed so much as well, which is is again it's just a show of the times and I'm I'm so grateful that I had a, I suppose a small import in, in a little part in that in in making it change so yeah but yeah definitely amazing memories from my career um, don't regret a thing um, it was fantastic and um, I'm totally biased because I'm always going to say that Sydney was one of the biggest um, memories of, of my career and and I think for Paralympics in general yeah.
0: yeah it was certainly one of our great memories as well as you Lit the cauldron there in 2000 and, of course, carried the flag four years later. It's been great to have you on the show. An inauspicious start, but I feel like we improved from there. Thanks, Louise. I'm
5: just looking to that walking career, you
0: know. Walking judging, Louise. Walking judging. Chat next time. Uh, Yeah, thanks, Louise.
3: Thank
5: you for having me. appreciate your support. Thanks, Louise.
0: This is the Big Sports Breakfast. Great to have you listening. The text line at the moment, just having a little bit of a sleep. So make sure to keep sending them in and we'll recap those in a little bit. But we've got guest after guest after guest and all of the highest quality. We've got Manly 5'8", Luke Brooks joining us on the line. Good morning to you, Luke. First pre-season at a new club. Have you settled in there on the Northern Beaches?
6: Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Um, yeah, it's been good. Uh, I've really enjoyed my, my time so far at Manly. Um, the boys have really welcomed me with open arms, so... Um, Yeah, I'm just uh, looking forward to getting out there and playing some footy now.
0: You're going to combine with Daly Cherry Evans and that's going to, I guess in one respect, take a little bit of pressure off, but in another respect, there's pressure to make it work to high-quality players and there's no reason to think it it won't
1: work.
6: Yeah, definitely. Um, Playing alongside someone of of the calibre of of Daly, it's very exciting for me. He's he's obviously a great player and I, I feel like uh, he's, he's just getting better with age. So, um, yeah, playing alongside him is uh, is going to be really good for me and uh, also playing alongside uh, someone like Turbo as well. So mm-hmm. Definitely, I feel like it takes a lot of pressure off me and it, I feel like we've got a lot of strike um, around the park. So, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to getting out and playing alongside those blokes.
3: Uh, Luke, does your role change? I, I know, you know, there was there was so much... Um, on your shoulders at the Tigers. Uh, when, when you go to a club like Manly, and like you say, you got those other brilliant players around you, I, I'm sure there's some, you know, there's a press, pressure release. But what about on the field, actually playing? Um, does your role change? Uh, not not
6: too much. It probably, I feel like coming to Manly, it sort of, I didn't really realise what was going on at Tigers until getting out of there. Yeah how much pressure there was on me. And then just coming here, I've just been able to focus on playing footy and I feel like that's that's going to free me up. So uh, on the field, it probably doesn't change too much, but um, yeah, I feel like playing alongside those blokes will just allow me to just to play my, my game in the way I want
1: to play. So um,
6: yeah, I'm really looking forward to, to, to doing that.
1: Will it be a, a different style of football, manly play compared to the Tigers, uh, Luke, because I think um, and, you know, well, I, I just see the game going more sort of, not ad lib, but playing a bit more in what you see, what's happening with the defence, rather than the structure that we sort of started to get used to over the last few years.
6: Yeah, definitely. Well, if you look at our side, what our, our strike weapons are, we've got, we've got a lot of pace, so, and if you look at the way Manly played at the back end of last year, they, they played some expansive footies, so um, I guess for us is just uh, playing playing a style that suits the players that we've got in our team, and I feel like that is playing a bit of ad lib footy and obviously having a structure. But if we see something, we'll take it as well. And I, I feel like, as you said, it, it is going, uh, tending to go that way with with other clubs as well. There
0: hasn't been any stacks on or young bull versus old bull <laughs> that you need to report ahead of a, a trip to Vegas? No one's jeopardising their, yeah. their airline ticket
6: at this stage? No, <laughs> no, nah, nah, not so, not yet. <laughs> I think everyone's just, just hoping to get the call-up to go to Vegas. I think we've got about 24 spots. So um, Yeah, everyone's keen to get over there.
1: It will be a great experience. So what are you expecting over there, Brooksy? And also, because of the width of the field, well, the width of the field is going to be narrower. S- yeah. So, uh, how have you sort of planned for that? And people don't seem to think that three meters is a lot, but three meters is a lot. It's mm. sort of like an extra. Def- well, I'd imagine offender. you're training
3: every day as well.
1: Yeah, yeah. On a certain yeah. field, certain field that Yeah, you could Feel like even more.
3: Yeah. So, so have you
1: had to adjust your game and work on different things, or have have you narrowed the field at training? How, how have you yeah. guys gone about planning for it?
6: Yeah. Well, we actually. Um, yeah, we narrowed the field. Uh, training yesterday so um yeah it's obviously you don't think it is much but once you get on the field it, it definitely feels a lot tighter so um yeah we' we're, we're just working on a few things and uh, seeing how how'll work out on the on the smaller field so um it would be interesting uh, to see how we go over there but um yeah we've obviously made the field a bit smaller at brookie and um, we'll go from there who should we be keeping an eye on we've discussed.
0: Cherry Evans, yourself, the Trebojevic brothers, we know what they're going to offer up. But since you've got there, is there one player that's kind of surprised you or you think might be a surprise packet this year?
6: Uh, not, not that it was a surprise, but I think just all the outside backs, just <laughs> how quick they are. <laughs> we do we do fitness training and I feel like I'm pretty fit, but then I'm running alongside these blokes and they're so quick, so it's hard to keep up with them. But um, yeah, I think we've got a lot of strike uh in the centres and on the wings, and then um, and then our forward pack's really good as well. So, uh, and the other thing that we have is depth. So, um, there's a lot of a lot of blokes fighting for spots. So, it's a really good thing to have.
3: New uh, new club, new coach, buddy. How's that been under Anthony Seabold?
6: Yeah, it's been really good. Uh, I'm enjoying my time under under Sieges. He's um, I think he's a great coach, and uh, we've also got a few obviously assistant coaches and Mick Ennis has come in as well to help out with the attack so um, yeah I think Steve just he keeps it pretty simple and um, just as I said before lets us play to our strengths.
1: When do you take off for Vegas Brooksy?
6: Uh, we go on we got two groups so yep. one will go Wednesday one will go Thursday. Right
1: and you, you're not you're not based in Vegas so are you you're basing yourselves
6: yeah, in no, your right? Nah, no, we are. Right? Yeah, we're, nah, we're based in Vegas. Oh, well, you're going to ba- base in Vegas? Yeah, we're there for the whole time. Oh, so. gee. Right what on. a shame. <laughs> <been that> <laughs> Be careful. Be careful. I'm
1: assuming
3: you've been there before.
6: Yeah, I've been there a couple of times. So. <laughs> wow. Not for footy, but. You know. yeah.
3: Same, same, but different. Yeah. Do yeah, as yeah. Loz says, not, a lo- not as Loz is going to do. <laughs> yeah, we discussed the Lorry Daly vortex yesterday. Do not, do
0: not get dragged into that vortex. If you're playing cards, best of luck to you. Uh, behave yourself and enjoy the trip and best of luck for the season. I'm sure the team will be chatting to you throughout the course of the next six months or so. Uh,
6: thanks, guys. Thanks for having me.